Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside Trey Lyle, and we are ready for another week of baseball talk. Of course, there is not a lot of baseball to be talked about right now because we are, one, in the middle of the offseason, and two, in the middle of a lockout. So there is literally nothing going on in Major League Baseball right now. But we're going to find some stuff to talk about today because that's what we do here at Foulball Area. Trey, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Got to see you over the past, this past weekend. Yeah, you it was and a good your, time. Your beautiful bride. I was uh, at my my lovely future bride and I engagement party. So it was good to see you. Handed you some nice pair of socks that you'll wear to not my wedding, which is is ironic. <laughs> but uh, it, it was it was good to see you and your new your new stash. Um, as of right now, folks, we'll just say it's a Charlie Chaplin mustache just to stay appropriate here. Like I've um, had this problem my entire life. Uh, you just can't like it gets really dark right there. Like there's there's hair there on the sides. You just can't see it. It just gets well, really dark in the middle. Mine is very definite across the mustache. So you got some catching up to do. I know I'm working on it. This is why I usually shave very frequently. Um, yeah, it was good to see you this weekend. It was good to see uh, you and Courtney and everyone uh your parents are always really nice we see them at the at the bay and been over to their house it's the first time i've been over to their house nice you were house. at my childhood home yeah my childhood home just yes. like my parents they added on after you left right and i don't even have a bedroom there so <laughs> i sleep on i sleep on the couch in that big room so that's nice. where i sleep when i come home nice solid accommodations for you i know in the lyle household um <laughs> well yeah like we said not a lot going on in major league baseball but there was one big news item uh kind of off the field over the past week ken rosenthal probably the best insider in major league baseball he's worked for numerous outlets still does work for multiple outlets he's a writer at the athletic and a reporter for fox sports he was an insider for mlb network until they fired him recently for his past criticism of Commissioner Rob Manfred. I believe the New York Post was the first uh, to report on this. And it all started last summer in 2020. When well, guess who's never going to work for MLB Network? Who? Me. You, um, I mean, yeah. I mean, you <laughs> sort of work for them, but it's a different entity. Yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, so th- this all started in 2020 when COVID had shut down the entire sports world. and. Ken Rosenthal was criticizing Rob Manfred, deservedly so, for not being able to find a way to get the sport back up and running because every other sport had seemingly figured out how they were going to operate in COVID times, but MLB couldn't figure it out. So Ken Rosenthal was criticizing Commissioner Rob Manfred. At the time, MLB Network punished him by taking him off the air for three months. No one really noticed. They, they didn't announce anything. He just wasn't on air for three months. And nobody really noticed. He was still working at The Athletic and Fox Sports. And then this week, they fired him for that past criticism. And it's just a really dumb decision because he is... Baseball the, getting in its own way. Like He is the I, best insider in Major League Baseball. Hey, uh, Tim and Jeff Passan, like, 
Those yeah, are the okay, one, yeah, two. Those two. You got to throw Jeff in. Uh, it's just, I, I tweeted this. I said, one, Ken Rosenthal, welcome to come on the foul ball area whenever he wants. He can say whatever he wants about Rob Manfred, as this is, as you know, an anti-Rob Manfred pro- podcast. We can talk more about Rob Manfred and kind of how how his image works in this labor negotiations in a second. Because I, I have a question to propose to you, which I heard um, Jeff Passon talk about today on the Pat McAfee show. That's a sidebar. But it, it's just, like they get out, they can't get out of their own way. Like this looks so bad on on Major League Baseball. Like you have to allow your like it's basically self. Like you have to be allowed to be critiqued. Like if you watch NFL Network, they're very critical of the NFL. Like they've been. It's not just a rah rah NFL. Like if you watch that, I mean, I you watch NBA TV, they've done the same thing. I pretty sure the NHL Network has done the same thing. You know, this is this is not like some kind of like it's just that's part of journalism like yeah it is and and this this kind of leads and I, I i what like what are your thoughts about the ken rosenthal situation and then i kind of have a, a question proposed to you about you know rob manford in general in terms of these labor negotiations i mean i like the network is owned by the league so you criticize the top person in the league i can see how there's going to be some kind of consequences, but to fire your best reporter does not make any sense. I mean, like the the network is owned by the league, but the point of the network is like you said, journalism It's to report the facts. And so criticizing Rob Manfred for something that he is doing wrong, that's just Ken Rosenthal doing his job. It doesn't matter whether or not he's working for Rob Manfred. So it's, it's just a dumb decision to fire their top reporter, arguably the top reporter in all of Major League Baseball. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't see how they could let him go. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. I just, you know, it's just, it's dumb. Like, they'll have someone as a figurehead. I I, I think they have a couple of other people within my I mean, they network have, there. They have John Heyman. They have Joel Sherman. Yeah, uh, they have a couple other guys. John Heyman is really not that great anymore. Though. He's kind of he just like retweets other people or re- re- yeah. repeats their reports. So shout out to the Athletic and Fox Sports for keeping Ken Rosenthal when, you know, obviously they should. And, and Ken, like Ken Rosenthal is like one of the best like in the like. He literally wears a bow tie to every game to support a charity. <laughs> like that's like that's his yeah. thing. Like, yeah. like you're telling me you're firing that guy. Like, that's just so bad. And this leads to a thing. So these labor negotiations haven't gotten anywhere, really. Like, you know, no, there's, you know, MLB's working on an offer to go to the players. It'll probably be rejected and laughed at. The players will send one, whatever. Basically, what happens in these labor negotiations is the fans kind of typically side with the ownership because they they feel, you, you know, you play a sport, you're getting paid millions of dollars, go, go and play. Like, we want to be entertained. But and and like that even happens in the NFL where their commissioner is heated. But that's I think because the overwhelming popularity of the sport kind of outweighs the hatred of football. Like football is so nationalized, baseball is so regionalized, and baseball's popularity is not it's it's not even in the same universe as the NFL. Like no yeah. real sport is. True. So the hatred for our man for it is very universal <laughs> among fans. Like it's weird. The context of these labor negotiations with kind of 
this idea of Rob Manford being the villain benefits the players so much that could cause even more delays in this issue because the owners are not going to change like they're not, but the players have a lot of leverage in terms of obviously not playing, but the perception, if they have, if, if it baseball could be in a very unique position where the fan, where public perception will be on the side of the players because of Rob Manford and baseball's ability to kind of just not get out of its own way when it comes to like so much, like so many basic things, like it's just, it's kind of, kind of hard to see and and that could have big effects and this is not on the key issues whereas like should should they focus more on making the game more competitive for all 30 teams or should a salary cap which probably is not what it's leaning towards it's maximizing your money and and you know players getting their money sooner in terms of arbitration and that first contract which might not happen but could they get bonus money so it's definitely, you know, kind of unique situation compared to other labor negotiations. Cause like, I think of the NBA, like they don't have like they've, the last one was so long ago, but now it's just such a kind of smooth relationship that it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Hockey kind of hit this point. Like it's very similar to the hockey lockout where, you know, hockey went out a whole season without hockey, hockey. And it kind of, they've been able to retool and, you know, they had the most watched winter classic on a, a big college football day the other day on TNT. So like where you had an epic Rose bowl going on at the same time, which shows there is some viewership for hockey. So I know I, I've kind of gone long winded in this map, but basically like how much does Rob Manfred's hatred or perception among, you know, the general major league baseball fan, the general sports fan, because a lot of sports fans just hear, you know, like a sports fan will see this story today and be like, why is this commissioner doing this? You, so how, how will that perceive into these labor negotiations, you think? Honestly, I, you know, I don't think it's going to have that big of an impact because the whole, you know, the negotiations are just between the league and the players. And so I think, you know, I think there definitely is a public perception of Rob Manfred out there. And I think he is not very well liked among the public and among baseball fans. But I don't know how much of, you know, any kind of impact that's going to have on these negotiations because I think people know, like they have to know that the fans don't like Rob Manfred, but I don't know that that's going to change anything. You know, the, the owners are still going to wait to get what they want. The players are going to wait to get what they want. You know, as of right now, they don't have any meetings scheduled, which is really concerning and disheartening because we want baseball and they're like not even trying. They, they have no meetings scheduled to work out these labor negotiations and try to come to an agreement. So I, I don't think that the public perception of Rob Manfred is going to change anything because I think they know he has to know and the owners have to know that the fans do not like him. They don't. He has not made progress with the fans since his time as commissioner. Everything that he has tried to implement, you, you either, you know, he, he implements the new rules like the runner on second base um, and old school baseball fans don't like that. Then he comes out and supports a lockout because billionaire owners feel like they're paying too much. And the younger generation of fans don't like that. So he is not appealing to any fans. He's making all the fans upset. They have to know that he's not well-liked. Yeah, and I mean this more in terms of come March, you know, when spring training comes around and, like, you know, deadlines are being missed in terms of getting players back onto the fields. Yeah, right now it, it, it doesn't matter at all. I completely agree with that. 
Uh, also, we'll extend the invitation to the commissioner because he probably listens to this podcast. Like, oh, um, he's welcome to come on and you know talk talk to us. I don't think he will, but it, it would be that'd be pretty cool. It, it, yeah, we'd love to have him. Pick his brain just, about a few things. It's just crazy to me. Like they like. I, I uh, a good comparison is Roger Goodell. I think the booze that Roger Goodell got at first was people not liking him. Now it's kind of a meme. Like yeah, now it's, it's just like, a joke. It's just a joke. Like they boo him to boo him, and and I think like he's his perception has changed a lot. Like like I remember watching the 2020 NFL draft and these guys <laughs> announcing number one pick like in a sweater on his chair, and he's like like oh. Oh, this this guy's kind of cool, and you know he was on the Manning cast the other night, and he was in that chair, and he he's yes he the NFL does things and despicable things, and Rob Roger Goodell has vastly you know fair criticisms, but like I don't hate him, like I I like I really hate Rod Manford because I feel like he's destroyed the game of baseball. Like I yeah. think he's I think ever since he's gotten in. And I'm not saying Bud Seeley was great, like, but Bud Seeley did bring like a really big, like the last big boom of baseball. Granted, it was with a lot of cl- like cloud over it. It's just like the like. It's just hard to kind of watch him talk. Like it is. Like I don't know yeah, what else is. to say. Like I try not to use hate. Like I really don't. <laughs> That's such a bad word to use. But he just, I don't like. He's not very lucky. Tell me something good he's done for the game. Like, I can't think of one. Like, t- tweet us at Trey Lyle VT at Matkins in the news. Like, like if you, it, you might like. I can't think of anything. Maybe, like I can't. No, it's not. Can't maybe changing one good changing, thing. Maybe uh, changing the baseball so everyone hit seven thousand home runs in a season. Like, yeah, and then denying it. You know, yeah, they they changed the baseball and then they denied that there was any. Where they clearly the changed the baseball, which you might as well bring back steroids. Then no, I'm just kidding. That's a different argument. But I have heard people propose the idea of like we should just have an all steroids league where like you know what, just don't test and just have fun. See and what happens. You know what? Like for a season, I might be down with that. Like just let's see. Be entertaining, that's for sure. Um. <laughs> So uh, something else I wanted to get into, Trey, I know, or, you know, I'm not a very big basketball fan, but I know you are. And something that seems like it's been really big in the NBA recently is these 10 day contracts that a bunch of players have been getting and players that have not been in the league for a couple of years getting it. Yeah. And, and just put it in perspective, uh, this happened right now as we record this. I, and I'm so glad you brought this topic up because this is so funny. Oh, gosh. Lance Stevenson signed a 10-day contract with the Indiana Pacers, who he used to play with. He scored 20 points in six minutes against the Nets in the first <laughs> quarter that ended with a buzzer beater. I saw that on Twitter, and I, I don't know how I didn't laugh while we were, like, you were giving a point. And I was, like, I saw someone tweet, Lance Stevenson did what? And I, like, I was like, oh, God, I have to see this, because I thought it was just one of his antics, like, blowing in LeBron's ear. He dropped 20 points in the first quarter. And I'm, I believe someone put it up. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden combined for 20 points in the first quarter. Like, wow. but that's an example. Uh, you know, sentimental one for me, Mario Chalmers, uh, who, you know, won a national title at Kansas, but was part of the championship heat teams with, you know, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosch resigned with the heat. I have a couple of them. It's a 10 day contract. 
you know, former Hokies legend, Justin Robinson has signed a couple this season. It, it gives you 10 days with a team and it's basically been a COVID kind of cover up for these, you know, for these teams who have COVID issues, which it's been cool. You know, the Joe Johnson with the Boston Celtics, um, but you, you did propose a good idea when uh, you texted me about ideas for the show today, and uh, I will I will let you present it now. But I had to get that story in because it's too funny. <laughs> yeah, so some of the guys that are signing these contracts, they've been out of the NBA for a couple of years, and so they're coming back for ten days with this with the team they signed with, and they're getting another shot in the NBA. So it kind of made me think: well, Who are some baseball players that you would like to see sign a similar contract? In Major League Baseball, if there was a 10 day contract in Major League Baseball, who would you want to either come out of retirement or maybe they're, you know, playing in Japan or Korea somewhere? Who would you want to see come back to the major leagues and play for 10 days? There, there is one pick that is the most obvious as the number one pick in this. If you want to call it a draft, it's Bartolo Colon. Like, Bartolo Colon. it's obvious. Like, you just you get big sexy back out there. Yeah, he, that's a good one. That that is that is obvious. You need to make. He has to sign with the National League team, so he has to hit, and and, and you roll with it. Yeah, I, I think, could see that. I think Chipper could do it. I think you rolled Chipper out there. I yeah, think, he's not know, too he's, old. He, he's still looking. You know, I know he's in the Hall of Fame, but he's still looking swole. I think you know, throw him on it. Throw him an AL team. Let him DH. You know, maybe the, maybe the the Braves got a you know interleague swing. They need a need a bat and they throw. Throw Chipper from the, uh, you know, throw Chipper out there. First name that came to my mind when I was thinking this was David Ortiz. I mean, that's a good one. He's he's 46 years old now, so he's getting up there, but he's only been retired a couple of years. His final year, he hit 38 home runs. So he, he obviously still had it when he was retiring. So I'd like to see him come back for a couple of days, see what he could do, put him into the lineup for a couple of days with the team. Uh, I was also thinking Adam Dunn. He's, he's only 42, which is surprising to me that he's only 42 years old. He retired when he was 34, but I thought he was going to be the next guy to hit 500 home runs. I really did. I really thought he was going to get there. He retired with 462. So obviously you need a little more than 10 days to get to 500, but I'd like to see him come back. I always liked Recreate him. Recreate Mr. 3000, you know, yeah. the movie, yeah. that movie where he's like, oh, he had it. They miscounted like a couple hits. And so he had to come back. Uh, yes. You know, one that probably... You know, he probably could go and get you, you know, hit 300 for a weekend. Ichiro. Ichiro, yeah. Ichiro Suzuki. I think that would be a good one. Um, yeah, I bet he could come back. I mean, he he was still pretty good when he retired, too. A lot of these guys, they're retiring when they're still playing well. So, you know, I kind of get that. You don't want to just be like, you know, a shell of, of a player when you retire. So I kind of get retiring with some dignity. But it's kind of like, well, they still had some some juice left in them, like, want to see how far they can go um yeah i bet it's could still play pretty well if he brought him back that's all i could think of i'll probably think of more you didn't give me enough time to kind of really really Ooh, think of this I'm surprised you didn't say like you know mariano rivera bring him back nah not nah, like see those are legends like those are like ogs like i guess ortiz is you could fall on that and chipper jones but like i, I these aren't like the all-time great players who are doing this this is like you know really solid players that that are fun. And that's why I said Bartolo Colon. How about a player? Ichiro, could... I guess Ichiro is a Hall of Famer, but that I just know Ichiro can still rake. Like <laughs> a player that could use another shot in Major League Baseball, Adam Jones. That he's could be playing, it. He's been playing in Japan since 2020. So, you know, he, he was great when he was with the Orioles. Then he played for one year with the Diamondbacks. 
and he's been in Japan since 2020. So, you know, he could use another shot. Bring him over here for 10 days, let him sign with the team, see what he can do. Yeah, I think that, sh- that could be something that MLB could look into. Look, we are thinking of ways to grow the game over here. We are doing more work than Rob Manfred is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, maybe maybe we do a, you know, Griffey Griffey family get get Vlad back out there. Um, that that would be fun. How about oh, I got this, Manny Rodriguez. Manny Rodriguez. He wanted Oh, Ramirez, Ramirez. To, Why did yeah, I say yeah, Rodriguez? I, I don't know. You, <laughs> I messed you up too. You did. You tripped me up. I bet you Ken Griffey Jr. could go out there and rake some more. Ken Griffey Jr., yeah. He's like, what, 50, 50-something? 50 I yeah, bet he's still good, though. I bet you uh, Frank Thomas could do it. You know, he's got those uh, – I, I think he would have to drop his commercials, but I think uh, with his testosterone replacement stuff, but I, I, I think he could do it. Yeah. Tanner, there's a lot of guys I'd like to see come back and play again. Just make <laughs> just start a new league, the old-timers mm-hmm. league. That'd be pretty entertaining. That would be as well, and uh, I think I think that's it. You got anything else you wanna you wanna talk about? You got any more players? No, that's all I've got. Well, hopefully, and yeah, probably by the time next time we talk, nothing will happen in the labor negotiations. So we're gonna come up with more creative things. We got a topic you want us to talk about in terms of baseball. You know, maybe our ways to improve baseball. Whatever, let us know at at foulball area Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Tweet us at. Tweet us, Instagram us, whatever you want, at Trey Lyle VT, have Mackins in the news. As always, leave us a five-star review. We'd like to read them on air here on the podcast. And that 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 bumps our numbers up. And, you know, we need this because Matt's got a wedding he's paying off. I got a wedding I got to pay for. So we we definitely we definitely need the Skrilla. They're expensive. So uh, please, please help us out as always. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.